1: Hey there, I am Christopher Perry. I'm the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League and I want to welcome everybody here to this edition of the WCHL podcast. It's a special edition of the WCHL podcast and it's special because of two things. Number one, we don't have Andrew, so we don't have Andrew to muck this one up. Uh, but instead we have a very special guest he's the uh broadcaster for the university of oklahoma hockey it's uh and matt i'm sure you do an awful lot of things you can tell us all about it but well please welcome to the wchl podcast this is matt bowling matt say hello to all the masses
0: hello hello it's uh it's great to be on here i've uh i've known about this podcast for uh for a few years now and was uh hoping always that one day i might uh earn an appearance so uh i'm very glad that uh very glad that that has come true
1: oh boy matt yeah I'm, i'm so sorry that you've been hoping to earn an appearance it seems like uh this uh craptastic podcast is should not be uh the highlight of anybody's day week or season so uh i hope you have bigger ambitions than just being on this little uh uh uh, a suboptimal podcast, but we're glad to have you. We're gl- very glad to have you, Matt. So did I, did I mess things up? Are you, you, I know you, you do the play by play. You're the broadcaster for OU hockey. What, what other duties do you have with OU hockey?
0: So I'm also the, uh, media director, which, you know, basically means that I lead the whole media side of things.
1: <laughs> you are so, the media side of things, huh? <laughs>
0: Well, I uh, I kind of I oversee a team. Well, where there's there's six of us total uh, on the broadcast team, uh, plus one graphic designer. So, kind of uh, I'm kind of in charge of all those guys.
1: Very nice, very nice. And how long have you been uh, helping out with uh, with the Sooners?
0: Well, I actually so this is my fifth year. at OU it's my second year of grad school and so I've been working with uh, the OU hockey team or at least have been uh, part of the OU hockey broadcasts uh, since my freshman year starting in the fall of 2017.
1: Oh my goodness wow so you, you've been around for a while you, you're in grad this is your second year of grad school did you say?
0: It is so I, uh, I actually I'm in the uh I'm in the uh, College of Journalism uh, at OU, which is uh, very highly ranked, regularly listed at the, as the as one of the top ten in the country. So I I, I came out here, and uh, it turns out they have this program uh, which they call the Four Plus One, where you can uh, basically take you can kind of skip over if you have a high enough GPA you can kind of skip over some of the grad school admissions process and start working on your master's in your final year of undergrad. So yeah, that's basically what I was doing last year was, um, doing my senior year of undergrad and first year of grad school at the same time.
1: Wow. And, and dealing with a pandemic yeah and and just wow that's uh, holy smokes that's that's a that's a lot five years of college i'm
0: I'm not gonna lie i'm i'm not gonna lie it kind of sucked but uh (laughs) i'm i mean i'm i'm glad i did it because you know not only uh you know did i get to skip over a lot of the traditional grad school admissions process uh i also saved a whole year of, of grad school tuition because they, they let you keep paying undergrad tuition until you're, uh, done with your bachelor's.
1: Boy, isn't that nice? Yeah. Wow. Now you said you came here. So you you came here from, from afar. Where, where's Matt Bowling originally from?
0: Uh, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina.
1: Holy, what brings a a kid from Charlotte, North Carolina to the university of Oklahoma? And please don't say hockey.
0: (laughs) No, it wasn't hockey. Well, I, I I actually didn't even know we had a hockey team until like late in my, in my first semester. Uh, you know, like I said, our journalism school is, uh, one of the top 10 in the country. And I always knew that I wanted to do something with broadcasting, preferably sports broadcasting. So, you know, when I was looking at schools, I, uh, I came across OU and, uh, I saw, you know, I saw pictures of it. Saw campus. I saw, you know, they had a great journalism school. It looked like a pretty nice place to live. So I, uh, I came out here. I met some of the journalism school faculty, and uh, they they recruited me pretty heavily. So uh, that really kind of, really kind of made me feel like this was uh, this was a place where I could come in and uh, really start developing my skills.
1: Very nice. Very nice. Tell me tell me Matt your uh, the the major is it broadcast journalism or is it some other form of journalism uh,
0: It's it's just it's just journalism yeah okay. my uh my my bachelor's degree is just it's a bachelor of arts in journalism they're actually kind of uh, re, they've been like really kind of restructuring the uh, the whole curriculum uh, the whole undergrad curriculum at Gaylord for the past uh, few years they started doing that pretty soon after after I got here. So, uh, the, the, the students that are, that are coming in today are going to be taking you know, some pretty different, uh, different classes than the ones that I took.
1: Okay. Okay. And in addition to OU hockey has being part of the Gaylord school of journalism there at OU, has it afforded you opportunities to do uh, other broadcast opportunities with other sports or other events?
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We have um, we have three productions, uh, three shows at Gaylords that uh, at least involve sports. Um, we have uh, OU Nightly, which is our uh, daily newscast, uh, which of course has a sports segment. We have Sooner Sports Pad, which is uh, every Monday night, which kind of uh, it's it's sort of it sort of operates as kind of a marketing show for the uh the athletic department they you know they feature uh they have an athlete that they feature every week and uh but it's but it airs uh it's broadcast live on uh uh Bally now which is formerly formerly Fox Sports Southwest uh and i think if i have this right i think it's the only Student-produced show in the country that airs on a regional network.
1: Very nice.
0: Yeah, and then the third third show we have is uh, Game Day U. It's our well, for a while it was just our Saturday Saturday morning uh, college football show, but it has since been expanded to uh, include college basketball. So they do stuff with uh, they do stuff during the basketball season now
1: very very cool do you uh, i i knew that sooner sports pad they had the opportunity to um uh in years past i guess the hockey guys have not only been some of the featured athletes but they've also been i don't know if they still do it like this but they used to have like a live studio audience or at least you know yeah. 20 30 kids in there that, that get rowdy and you know, sometimes the hockey team would get in there to promote, uh, you know, a big game. So they'd be, you know, the, the lucky suckers that get to go sit in the, uh, in that set of bleachers there at the, in the studio.
0: Yeah. We actually don't have the bleachers anymore. Now it's, uh, now it's almost kind of like a, um, I describe it almost as like a, a, a living room type setup, you know, they've got, the, <laughs> they've got some couches and, and tables and, and stuff like that. Well, they very. Don't, uh, I think they still. I think they still don't really want to pack a bunch of people together in into some bleachers.
1: <laughs> hey, in this world of um, liability, I can surely understand that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's. Uh, let Let me ask this, Matt. You've uh, you You've been doing OU hockey now for five years. Well, four, I guess, if we don't count last year, since there was no hockey. Uh, Talk to me a little bit. Tell me about um, a little bit about what your impressions are of the OU hockey uh, guys so far this season. I know and and I understand this is the WCHL podcast and we'll eventually get around to the WCHL. But you've seen a lot of OU hockey and uh, this is the first year under head coach Austin Miller. And you've been there, I'm going to presume, since uh, with a couple of other coaches. There was Josh Berge and Peter Arvanitas. So you've been around for a little while. Uh, yep. what, what's, what are your impressions of, uh, OU and the Sooners this, uh, this team this year?
0: Well, uh, the first game that we played against Arkansas, uh, which was a four, one loss. You could really tell that we hadn't played hockey in a year and a half. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I think if you look at, you know, some of the results that we've had so far this season, it's been. A little bit. It's kind of up and down. Uh, I think we're still we're still really kind of finding our footing uh, after so much time off. And, you know, especially some of these guys, uh, I think some of these guys haven't played in almost two years because they were I think they were in juniors or minor hockey in 2020. And so they had that cut short uh, because of the uh, the original pandemic. Uh, and then obviously last year we didn't get to play at all. So, uh, yeah, I think we're just kind of, we're still really getting back into it. And, uh, you know, you mentioned talking about the WCHL, this is a, uh, this is kind of a tough conference to, um, really find your stride in. If you haven't, if you're trying to shake off a lot of rust,
1: isn't that the truth? I mean, it's a tough conference. Obviously I'm a little biased, But, uh, yeah, if you're going to start off slow, um, it's, it's a tough conference to start off slow in simply because the, uh, the, the parody is there, the quality is there in terms of the level of opponents that you're having to deal with. And I, you know, I guess it's fair to say OU has kind of found that out here recently after an initial couple of games within the conference. Yeah. Going up to UCO is, it's tough no matter what, although it's kind of weird, um, in my experience, you know, Oklahoma always seems to play better up at Central Oklahoma's place, and Central Oklahoma always seems to be always seems to play better down at the Blazers Ice Center. It seems, and I don't know if that's just you know the pressure's off um, or or what, but it's. Uh, and that's that's that was my experience at least um uh, but yeah it's starting off the uh, the conference season or at least co- playing conference opponents at uco that's a that's a tough uh that was a tough order and uh didn't turn out i mean the score was what six four i think it was 6 um, six four six two something like that
0: it was i think it was it was like Five to two. I think.
1: yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. I mean, it was a couple of weeks ago, and then, and then the Sooners got on a bus. I well, I know they played a couple of home games. Like you said, they started off with Arkansas, split with Arkansas, and Arkansas is a sandbagging D three team. I mean, they can say they're D three, but they've got some D one talent on that team that's just sandbagging down at D three. Oh yeah, you know that Cam yeah. that Cam McEntee kid can play. Joseph Dusenka, he's a he was an ACHA uh, D one goalie. Um, yep and then uh i know that waldorf came in and gave the guys a run for their money for a weekend um after the uco uh after the uco game and then the boys uh got on the bus and then went up to my uh, one of my favorite places in all the world fort collins america and uh had two tough battles up there with uh with the rams from colorado state that's uh you know disappointing but what one of them ended in overtime so they got a conference point out of that right
0: yep that's correct
1: all right all right well tell me um have you noticed any difference in terms of your um I guess your, not responsibilities, but in just in terms of your day-to-day, how you're dealing, have you noticed any difference between, uh, because you've now dealt with three Oklahoma coaches from Arvinitas to Berge and now to Miller. Is there a a, a difference? Is one a little bit more uh, media-savvy or uh, social media-savvy than the other, or are they all just three hockey guys that you have to kind of, grab and drag to do something from a social media perspective, which it seems is necessary to do these days if you want to be effective and put butts in seats.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, well, the, the thing about it was uh, it wasn't until the second year under, under Berge that the, that the, uh, the OU hockey broadcasts were actually part of the OU hockey team. Uh, huh. we actually, for my first two years, years here, uh, so the last year of, of Arvanitas and the first year of Burgie, the broadcasts were run, uh, actually, uh, out of Gaylord. Uh, we had a, we had a professor who, uh, would, would do it, uh, would kind of oversee it with his class. Uh, and so, well, the problem there though, was that... They only actually put, like, and and this was back, I think this was back when there were still uh, three-game series regularly, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because you had the travel partners and everything. Yep. Um, They would put, you know, for three home games in a weekend, they would put one on video stream, and they would have the other two just be radio-only broadcasts. Mm. And the video stream didn't even work half the time. I mean, there was, there was like almost always some kind of, of technical difficulty. I don't, I don't know that we ever, or at least not more than a few times had like a really clean, uh, video stream from start to finish. So, uh, the second year, uh, with Bergie, I guess, I think he was, he kind of, he called me and, uh, John Adkins, who was uh, my color guy at the time, uh, kind of called us up and, and said, "Look, you know the the parents aren't really happy with the broadcasts, uh, with the streaming and and everything. So I want to uh, I want to bring in Black Dog Hockey and start streaming our games, all of our home games on that platform." Uh, but I still want you guys to do it and be part of it. He was, he was basically saying that, you know, he, he wanted us to, instead of doing what we did, you know, kind of out of OU, out of Gaylord, he wanted us to do it kind of for the team. So we were now, we were now working for the team instead of being, you know, kind of quote unquote independent.
1: Very nice. And how has that switch been from the the Gaylord uh, School of Journalism, as you say, whether it's the sketchy video broadcast and, and audio broadcast to now using Black Dog on a consistent basis? How has that been?
0: Oh, Black Dog is tremendous. I I just I absolutely love it. Um, it's I mean the the it's it's better in pretty much every conceivable way. I mean, we, you know, we run the broadcasts ourselves up in the booth, uh, you know, with with, you know, before we had to like kind of we had to like call back, basically call back to campus to, you know, communicate with like a control room to, you know, make sure we were actually broadcasting and that it was actually being aired. Uh, you know, now we control it here. Uh, as far as getting the getting the video, I mean, it was a it was a massive pain to get the videos uh, that were stored when they were being broadcasted out of Gaylord. You had to like go into the system and spend like an hour or so exporting them, and then the files were huge, and it was just such a pain. With Black Dog, you can literally just go on their website, you know, log in, download the video that's saved. And I think it's only like, it's only like around one gigabyte, two gigabytes maybe for a full game.
1: Interesting. Interesting. So the size differences and the ease of access is just uh, a tremendous difference.
0: Oh yeah. And plus, I mean, you know, there was, there was no way they could really save the, the radio broadcasts. Uh, <laughs> but you know, here we get, uh, we get, every game is recorded and saved and that's huge, especially for me, you know, cause I'm trying to build a reel. So I need all the game tape that I can get.
1: I hear you. I hear you. You're, you're looking to, to do something post OU. And, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: I, uh, I, I, I want to do this for a career. I want to, you know, I, I want to be, uh, I want to be another one of those, uh, ACHA to the show guys, you know, I yep. want to, yeah, I'm hoping. So, you know, I'm hoping once, uh, you know, if all goes well, and that's, that's kind of a big, if, uh, I will, uh, I will be finishing up my masters in the spring. And so hopefully once I'm done with that, I can then turn around and, go get a play-by-play job for either a high-level junior team or maybe a minor league team, and then just work my way up from there.
1: You know, the uh, we, we've talked about it before on the podcast. I don't know if we've talked about it uh, recently, but the ladder from the ACHA to the show, as you say, is a lot shorter for people in your position than it is for, say, the players and coaches. Because you can, I can think back to you know, just uh, three or four instances here within the, the WCHL where kids have gone from broadcasting ACHA, WCHL hockey, and they're now working in the National Hockey League. There's uh, a Carter Baum, who used to do what you do. Yep. Um, yep. And now Carter is with the, um, I think he's still with the Chicago Blackhawks. He, yeah, he originally hooked care. on with uh, FC Dallas out of MLS and then turned that into a, a hockey gig working for the Blackhawks in, as their media uh, coordinator. Um, Chris Westcott was the broadcast fellow for Central Oklahoma for the longest time, and he went from uh, here to – he also worked for the Oklahoma City Barons, the American League team that was in town at the time. He went from there to Edmonton of the NHL, and I believe now he's in New Jersey with the devils and then uh, we had some others keaton fox and uh, caleb fox not related uh different spellings but uh both are both hit it big and uh after leaving ou hockey and uh, keaton is now a broadcaster for the number one uh, news station down in houston and caleb was uh, the, the the social media guy for southwest airlines for the longest time uh so i mean that the and in in my estimation, I mean both of those what, even though it's not a professional sports team there's uh you know working for you know the number one airline in the nation probably or maybe arguably and uh working at a you know the number one news station in one of the what top five largest markets in the city I mean in the uh, United states that's yeah. that's going to the yeah. show. I know a bunch of Arizona State broadcasters. Nick LaCausia was working for uh, the Yankee, uh, I, I think it's called the Yes Network, up there in New York, covering Rangers and Islanders games. And there was a couple of other guys. There's a fellow who, uh, God, his name escapes me now, but uh, he he does the broadcasting now in the national in the North American Hockey League down there for the Lone Star Brahmas, mm. uh, and he's out of. Uh, ASU, and then I guess the biggest, uh, one of the biggest, uh, was Arizona's broadcaster Josh Bogarad. For the longest time, he did U of A, and now he's what one of the uh, nightly hosts for uh, the Dallas Stars hockey broadcasts. So uh, yeah, the latter is very very short, and uh, so you're you're in a, in a good, in a great position where you can hopefully maximize that and uh, move on to greater success than just dealing with uh, the University of Oklahoma yeah you, you've definitely yeah. you've definitely got the voice for it how about that so oh, you've got, you got the voice and uh that's that's a lot of the you can't have a wheezy kind of you know fat boy vo- voice like i have <laughs> you, you gotta have something nice and professional that stands out and you've got that sean mcdonough type of voice where it stands out and it sounds uh very knowledgeable and so that's that's a lot that's already a lot going for you let me ask you this matt uh, you mentioned it when we were talking about the uh, the games and the games, uh, how things used to be. Have you noticed any difference when we switched from a three games in three days format with the travel partners? Now we're doing the traditional two games in two days. Have you noticed any difference in the quality of hockey, or at least maybe in, even in the quality of your of your broadcast uh, in getting rid of that extra third day? I was just asking, have you noticed any difference um, since we switched up the, the game formats? You had originally s- uh, said something about three games in three days. Um, that's how the, what WCHL used to work when we had travel partners, but um, now we're back to traditional two-games and two-day weekends. Uh, have you noticed a difference in uh, the hockey, at least maybe in the quality of hockey, or maybe have you noticed a difference uh, I- even in your broadcasts?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, it's hard to say, especially because, I mean, last time we, last time we played a, a three game series really was two years ago. So I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. You know, I have noticed a, a, a massive difference. I mean, you know, play the, play the same, play the same team two days in a row, you know, things things can still get kind of chippy a lot of times. So that's, that's something that hasn't changed. Uh, I don't
1: think <laughs> the love, um, the love for one another. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, you might, yeah, you might, you might, uh, that, that might kind of be a, a coach or, or a player question. Cause I'm sure they, I'm sure they probably would, uh, would notice things that aren't quite visible to my, not untrained, but, you know, not uh, not super technically informed I.
1: I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Well, let me ask this. You're up there in the loft. When you broadcast your games, your broadcast position at the Blazers Ice Center is on a wooden loft that is positioned directly over the penalty boxes and the scorer's table. And um, that thing was built when I was there, and that thing is kind of kind of scary. That ladder to get up to the top there is definitely kind of scary if you take a wrong step. Um, tell me about um, some of the unique experiences uh, being up there, because I've been up there before, and you know, a stray puck has come uh, up there every now and then, and you obviously. Um, you're you're on a hot mic on at on least a Lisa live mic and you're right there between the benches and you're hearing stuff that's on the ice um probably stuff that shouldn't be necessarily broadcast over the air uh so what what's that experience like in terms of having a, a unique position broadcast position there at the blazers ice center
0: well yeah it's uh it's it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I, I like it. Um, it does kind of give us, uh, th- there are a couple blind spots kind of like on the near side, maybe like, like directly underneath us. It's, it can be kind of hard sometimes and like maybe kind of near like the corners, you know, it's easy to kind of lose sight of where the puck is. Um, but, and, and speaking, speaking of pucks coming close, we actually, um, for for the first time ever at least that that I've been here um during our preseason intrasquad scrimmage the red white scrimmage that we broadcast uh, a puck actually made its way into the booth Oh really Yeah <laughs> uh it it didn't it didn't hit anybody um I think I think it kind of I think it kind of like kind of cuz you know there's like there's a big there's a big air conditioning pipe, like directly above our
1: heads, (laughs) like the the humidifiers. Yeah.
0: I mean, directly like I, I like I'm, I'm, I'm about six foot even like I can, I can barely sit up straight or I'll be like knocking the top of my head on it. (laughs) So that's, you know, that adds another dimension to it. And I think, I think the puck kind of bounced off of that. And then like, straight down into the booth it was like kind of right next to my foot so uh that was that was cool but yeah we've we've also had some close calls where they get they get chipped up and you can you can see them like flying right in front of you where you could kind of just you could pretty much just reach out and grab it if you wanted to uh so that's you know that's kind of uh you know it, it, it keeps you on your toes a little bit
1: I bet, I bet it does keep you on your toes. I would, uh, you know, and in front of you, you don't see it, or you'll—I guess maybe you don't think about it. You probably will now. But you're sitting at a table up there in that loft, and you're not. The front of that loft, the the ice-facing side of that loft, has curtains, and to you know, so that the people sitting across the way, you know, can't see under the tables and what, whatever else it's uh, just there for decorative purposes. But I've, uh, there's been plenty of times when, when I was up there in those pucks, uh, you know, take out a curtain or two and then, you know, come flying and get you on the leg or something. So it's, uh, who knows, maybe they were just shooting the pucks at me. Who knows? Um, I
0: don't it, think, I don't think there are curtains there anymore. It's like a whole, it's like a whole wood panel oh
1: oh, is it really oh well there you go a little bit more protection yeah yeah yeah. good for you well hey that's that's good news because uh i was gonna say it there were times when you're just sitting there at that little table um uh, doing your thing and uh you know you're you're not worried about anything that you can't see right that's underneath the table and next thing you know you're feeling the curtain get hit or you're feeling a puck hit you and it's like dang what's going on here so yeah and then there's always the uh I think that thing has been solidified a little bit more. It's been sturdified, if you will. Um, but man, when that thing was originally built, it was kind of wiggly, wobbly, and uh, depending on how many people you got up there, it was questionable as to whether you're going to end up in the penalty box directly below or not. So uh, hopefully, it's mm-hmm. a lot sturdier.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's definitely sturdier now. I mean, we've had like we've had like five or six of us up there at once, and it's been it's been fine.
1: Nice, nice. Well, Matt, hey, let's look ahead toward the weekend that that is coming up here. We've got uh, seven of the 10 WCHL teams are in action. We have uh, three teams that are off, so Central Oklahoma, Grand Canyon, and Arizona State are all choosing not to play this weekend, and that's probably good for them. Let those kids go off and study and do whatever it is they got to do, and we'll save your team for the last. But uh, why don't you give me some predictions? Let's roll through these really quick and tell me how you kind of see this weekend shaking out for the WCHL teams. And we'll start uh, with uh, Colorado State going to play a non-conference series at the University of Jamestown in North Dakota. What do you think's going to happen there with the Rams at the Jimmys?
0: Yeah, the Jimmys, I think they're – what were they number 13 in the in the latest rankings
1: yeah yeah and they played a lot of games against minot and uh what midland and some other people
0: yeah they had they they hung pretty close to liberty too i think it was it was three one and and two one they dropped both of those games that's but, right uh, pretty competitive so give me the jimmies in a sweep
1: <laughs> the jimmies in a sweep poor CSU all right um so okay the next series would be Utah heading down to Tucson to take on the U of A Wildcats this will be a revenge series if you will for U of A because if you remember Arizona started the season in Salt Lake City and got swept up there by the Utes so this is the return visit Utah at Arizona down in Tucson how do you see that weekend shaking out
0: yeah, been kind of a disappointing season so far for the Wildcats. Uh they've been they've been really really good in the past. Um like you said, Utah got them uh to open the season 3-2 and 5-1. Tucson is a pretty tough place to play though, so this time I think the Wildcats are going to split.
1: Really a split. Interesting. All right. Well, Coach Berman won't like hearing that, but that's okay. Um, the uh, The next series um, is uh, another big series. We've had a couple of big series all in a row. The UCO at Arizona State was a big series to kick off Arizona State season. Last week we had Central Oklahoma at Missouri State, that was a big uh, uh, series in the conference, at least because there were two. They were both the two undefeated teams within the conference. And this week we have another big series. Uh, similar big series. It's Missouri State going out to Nevada, Las Vegas to take on the Skate and Rebels. Uh, Nevada, Las Vegas, the preseason pick among the coaches to win the conference uh, in their first year in the conference. And then Missouri State, the current, uh, I guess, leader in the clubhouse, if you will, and that they're undefeated and they're just coming off a two-game uh, sweep of uh, UCO at home. So the Ice Bears at the Skate and Rebels. Matt, what do you think?
0: I'll tell you what, Missouri state looks scary. 10 goals in that series against UCO. I mean, nobody's sco- Nobody scores 10 goals against UCO. That's ridiculous. Um, I, I, I'd take the ice bears in a sweep. They have got a uh, explosive offense and a tremendous goaltender in Bailey Stevens.
1: Yeah. They've, they've seemed to be putting it together this season. So, uh, good, good for the ice bears and good for coach law and coach cook and, It'll be, those will be fun. The the nice thing about the WCHL, and I say this, it it cuts both ways. It's nice and it's also a pain. The nice thing is, Matt, those games will get started 7.30 out in Vegas. That's 9.30 our time. (laughs) So right when all the 7 o'clock Central or 7.30 Central games were winding up, here comes Vegas. It's kind of like WCHL After Dark. That's, and it's, that's uh, exactly
0: what I was thinking. Yeah, it's that pretty exactly what I was thinking.
1: And this, this is a marquee matchup. So it's uh, it's really, really good. So I'm looking forward to, Okay. So you say the ice bears in a sweep at Vegas. All right. The next one is your team, Matt. Um, the Sooners, uh, they, they were off this past weekend and they head up, they head back to uh, Colorado uh, to take on uh, this time instead of Colorado state, they go up to uh, Boulder to take on the Buffs at the uh, Boulder Rec Center there on the campus of, uh, of CU, right there next to Folsom Field. What a beautiful facility it is. And um, CU always seems to play well at home, but OU always seems to have CU's number. So uh, how do you see the Sooners at the Buffaloes taking, uh, taking what's going to take shape there this weekend?
0: Yeah, I think the last time the last time we went up there two years ago, Uh, we, I think we were down, I think we were down three late in the third period, but had a late scoring flurry to send it to overtime and then ended up winning. And that was, uh, that was the only game we played there. So, uh, it's always, uh, it's always, always interesting playing the Buffaloes. Uh, they've, they've definitely kind of struggled a bit so far, but, uh, you know, and, Coach Miller would say this too. Uh, any any team in this conference is capable of beating us if we don't show up. So uh, hopefully we do show up and pick up a couple of big regulation wins, get ourselves back in the conference race.
1: So you're taking a sweep up in Boulder.
0: I'm hoping for a sweep.
1: Very good, very good. All right, well, very good. All right, so there it is. Uh, Jamestown, you say, was going to sweep Colorado State. You say Utah will uh, split down in Tucson with Arizona. Missouri State is going to sweep up the Rebels in UNLV. And Oklahoma, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, right? We're talking to the Oklahoma broadcaster. Oklahoma is going to sweep at Colorado. Very, very nice. Let me ask you this, Matt. Um, I know it's early. Heck, it's late October. The computer hasn't even kicked in in terms of the rankings. But um, we're, we're still going to have the 20-team format at Nationals this year. It's Nationals is going to be up in St. Louis at the uh, Centene Community Ice Center where Lindenwood plays and the, the home of the St. Louis Blues, at least their practice facility. How many teams out of the WCHL do you think will make it to the Nationals' field of 20?
0: Well, let's see. We've got... One, two, three, four in the top twenty right now, right? Uh
1: that's that's right. Four in the top twenty, I think five in the top twenty-five.
0: We've got yeah, we've got uh we've got U- UCO at number seven, UNLV at number ten, Missouri State at number sixteen, and Arizona at number nineteen. There we've also go. got Arizona State at number twenty-four. Mm-hmm.
1: And then oh, OU just dropped out. In Utah was uh, right there too. So those two are right on the cusp of the top twenty-five. So you are right: four in the top twenty-five, in the top twenty-five, seven in the top thirty, if you will.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say we could send five teams to nationals.
1: Boy, hey, from your lips to God's ears, that'd be awesome. <laughs> i'm uh I, i'm i'm putting that that number at four but i'm very hopeful for for five uh four i think is fair it's 20 percent of the field and uh but five would be incredible to get 25 percent of the field in uh in this day and age of auto bids i think that would be awesome
0: yeah i mean i don't think it's you know i don't think it's inconceivable that arizona state uh us you know utah could sneak in there so uh but you know, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out.
1: Any idea or any any predictions, if you will, uh, as to who you who you think the team or teams to beat are at nationals?
0: I'll tell you what, Lindenwood—they always they they—they're strong every year, and I mean, they've been they have been playing a crazy schedule this year. They're competing with uh, with a few NCAA teams. They're actually uh, coming off a series against Air Force. Um, they, they, uh, they took a couple beatings, but you know, that's, uh, that's what you do. That's that's what you do when you want to get really good, you compete against the best teams you can find. And, uh, you know, I, I have a feeling that those games are gonna, gonna pay off for them in the end. I think, you know, they've, they've come up short a few times, uh, in the past few years, but. I think this might be the year for uh, Rick Zombo's crew.
1: There you go. Yeah, the Fighting Zombos might uh, might be able to pull it off. The uh, uh, yeah, the, the Lindenwood is, as you say, one of the traditional, the perennial um, beasts of the ACHA, if you will, along with uh, I guess Adrian recently and Minot State, and uh, you know of more recent, fairly even Liberty. So it's uh, it can't go wrong with a, a Lindenwood prediction. That's for sure. All right, Matt. Well, hey, let's uh, let let me ask this because what is part of your duties with the Sooner Spotlight, uh, as part of your duties, I'm sorry. Let me back up. A little, little, bit. As part of your duties as the OU Media Relations guy uh, for OU Hockey, you also you do two um, broadcasts or series, video series. I don't know what what you would call it, but there's um, uh, you do something called the Sooner Spotlight where you talk to a player for a couple of minutes. Yep. And then you also, uh, do something called coast to coast with the coach, with coach Miller. And you do that on uh, both of those little video snippets. They're what, 10, 15 minutes each. Is that fair?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let, uh, we, we try to get them under 15 minutes because that's the, that's the maximum that Instagram will allow.
1: Well, there you go. That that's what I was going to ask uh, because the platform that you're putting these on is, is Instagram, um, Tell me about uh, uh, the the thought process behind uh, doing uh, something media wise and using Instagram as a platform versus a YouTube or a Twitter or something, some other Facebook.
0: I mean, well, we actually, we, we were, we did have a Facebook and we were, as we were uploading them to Instagram, uh, our Instagram account was connected to the Facebook so, you know, all we, all I had to do was upload it to Instagram and it would automatically upload to uh Facebook also. But actually, um our Facebook account was recently taken down and banned because they 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 said we were uh impersonating. Yeah, so, I'm I'm not exactly sure what they meant by that Um,
1: impersonating who impersonating you guys or impersonating yourselves
0: yeah i really don't know i think uh you know my my immediate reaction was that you know even facebook does not respect club sports
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) oh freaking facebook what are they doing here first trying yeah. to bring down democracy and now they're bringing down club hockey what the heck
0: <laughs> yeah Jeez. yeah
1: all right so Thank you're instagram only
0: for now we're working on i think we're working on building a uh new facebook page uh so that that will be up at some point i guess but yeah for now you, for now, you're going to want to head over to Instagram to find most of our video content. All right.
1: And the that Instagram handle is OU Sooners Hockey. That's all one word O U S O O N E R S H O C K E Y. Now, Matt, I got to ask you about this. And this is where I thought you were going. Because my favorite part of, regardless of whether it's Sooners Spotlight or Coast to Coast, is the very beginning. I got to ask you, hold on for a second.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to our first ever Sooner Spotlight. Uh,
1: All right, so that was pretty... Oh, uh, and here's the other one.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Coast to Coast with... Co- very,
1: very nice. Let me ask you this, Matt. Where did you find such groovy, jazzy type of intro music? Because that, when, when you hear both of those things, that little drum roll to get the Sooner Spotlight going and the little bass thing for Coast to Coast, I mean, that gets you into the groove that you're going to hear something good.
0: Yeah, well, I actually, that that wasn't me. I didn't have anything to do with that. Come I on. Just, I, I, well, I, what I do, I record the... Uh, the Zoom, the interviews, and then I send them over to our graphics guy, and he, you know, he's the one. He's the one that created both of those intros, and he, you know, he kind of puts the videos in and puts some of the some of the little graphics on them, and uh, he does a tremendous job. He also does our our social media graphics, like our our score graphics and stuff. Uh, he is he is a senior. At OU, his name is Jordan Lanou, and uh, he's really great. He is really he has really been awesome for us. Um, I I, yeah, I don't know where he got that that music uh, for for either of them. I will uh, I will have to ask him.
1: Oh, that's 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 pretty cool and good for Jordan Lanou that he's getting a little bit of uh, props. But even better for him to find some uh, pretty cool little jazzy. Here we go. This is what we're gonna hear type of music. And uh I that's my favorite part of the whole thing here. I Le- I gotta ask you this though. The very first uh, Coast to Coast with Coach Miller, he did it from it looked like a child's bedroom. Um did did you give him any grief for the stuffed animals or whatever else might have been there in, in the background there? Because I know this in this day and age, we have there's a Twitter account out there called Room Raider that doesn't, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't scrutinize uh how you look it scrutinizes everything in the background and how well your presentation is and i just i i, I kind of smiled and chuckled when i saw coach miller live from uh live from the kitty room um uh, did you guys did you guys give him <laughs> a hard time after that or what
0: well you know i honestly i honestly barely even noticed uh the background i mean i i didn't think too much of it i mean he said uh, He said that's his um that's his girlfriend's son's room, he said. That was like one of the only quiet places that he could find to do the interview. So yeah, (laughs) he was I mean he was, yeah. He gave him pretty pretty soon after that. Well, he was the one that brought it up. He was like, I think I think he said something along the lines of like, you know, uh well he's not well first one one of the things you need to know about uh coach Miller is that he, and, you know, by his own admission, he'll be the first one to tell you, he is not like a big social media type guy.
1: <laughs> You're being kind.
0: Yeah. yeah like it's, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't have Twitter or Instagram or like anything like that. So he actually, um, you know, when it was, I guess it was a little bit of a miscommunication misunderstanding Uh, when we were setting it up and I was telling him that, you know, I was going to send it on to, uh, to Jordan, to our graphics guy. Uh, he said, you know, he's going to put a background on it. Right. And I said, yeah, I thought, I thought he meant he's going to put a background on like the whole video. Sure. Which, which he did. He made a nice little, uh, black kind of background with a, with an OU hockey logo on it. Uh, coach Miller was actually talking about putting a background on him (laughs) so that he couldn't see uh, his girlfriend's son's bedroom behind him. Oh Uh, boy. And I, I kind of had to explain to him that, no, that that can't be done in post-production. Like you, you have to do it when you're like on the actual zoom. So, (laughs) The, I, he did i guess he didn't really feel like you know making a background for himself so he just like he just went and did it like i think he did it like in his kitchen the next time or like he did it like and i think the last one he did it in his living room you're getting so.
1: the, getting the tour of the house now huh <laughs> yeah yeah i guess so <laughs> oh that's great yeah I, I think you're being kind by uh, uh by admitting that or, or at least telling that uh coach is not exactly uh, tech savvy so uh but not
0: if you want if you want the whole truth one of the one of the first things that he said when when uh when i met him when like i think john and i met him uh he was asking if we could help do anything for the team with like social media and everything and his his uh his exact words. And, you know, I'm, I assume this is a family friendly podcast, so you I'm going to sanitize it. Please. Uh, I don't freaking tweet, so <laughs> I don't really know anything about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, he's, he, he's a good guy and that's why he's, uh, uh, that, that's why part of, part of his charm is that he's just totally oblivious to the world of social media. <laughs> and uh that's that's kind of funny i hey and i've got to give you credit because your your look you've got a little room writer kind of a look going on there it's kind of a uh you got a nice high back chair in front of a looks like a nice little mantle place or fireplace you've got a little game of thronesy wood uh oklahoma style look going on there for you so yeah well
0: uh, i actually i kind of you know i i was mainly worried about lighting um and so you know i decided to I decided to set it up where, you know, it was in, in front of my, uh, uh, the front window in my living room where, you know, the lights coming in, it's nice and even. And then once I got in there, I realized, Oh, you know, the, the fireplace is right behind me. I can really center this up and it'll, uh, it'll look real nice.
1: There you go. Curated the thing. Let me ask you this, Matt, before we get out of here. Um, you, you admitted that you're from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, what's when you, when you graduate from here and you go on to your play by play career, um, are you looking to get back to the Carolinas or are you just open to going anywhere in the United States or, uh, you know, are you limiting it to any particular sports or do you care as long as it's a sport?
0: I mean, I'll, I'll go wherever. I mean, I'm, I'm mainly looking at, at hockey because that is, that's where I have, by far the most experienced, but, uh, well, funny, uh, funny. And there's, there's, there's a lot of stories I could, I could tell about this experience, the experiences that I had last year when we didn't have hockey. I, uh, I filled, I kind of filled the time by doing, uh, radio play-by-play for high school football and, uh, live stream play-by-play for high school basketball. Oh my gosh. So I have a little, I have a little bit of experience in, uh, in those sports, but, you know, by far hockey is where I have, you know, several years of experience. So that's, you know, that's kind of what I'm looking for now, but no, I mean, I, you know, I really enjoy football. I really enjoy basketball. Um, baseball is a sport that I kind of find pretty difficult to call mainly because I, uh, I have a hard time differentiating between the pitch types. Uh, But I mean, yeah, just about just about any sport, really. I mean, I I love them all. I'm, uh, you know.
1: You're you're open to you will work anywhere is what you're saying. Any, oh yeah, you know, I mean
0: anywhere yeah. anywhere I need to go to, you know, get started, gain a gain a solid foothold. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, very good. Very good. Uh one thing, this is just me. When you uh came from North Carolina to Oklahoma, did you realize that it was only going to take you three states to go from one end of the country almost to the other end of the country it seemed?
0: Uh I'm not sure. I don't I don't, yeah, I don't I don't know that I really thought about that. I mean, we actually we uh we drove out here so we went through we went through tennessee Mm -hmm. uh we stayed we stayed it it was over several days so we stayed one night in uh knoxville which was really nice we stayed another night in memphis which was really nice um because i'd i'd never been to memphis before i think i think i had been to knoxville once when i was really little but like not in a not in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, and then we stayed, uh, then we stayed the next night in hot Springs, Arkansas, which oh. I had, I had never been to Arkansas either. So that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Just driving out here, seeing, you know, a lot of parts of the country that I had never seen before, uh, over, over a few days. That was, uh, that was really cool.
1: Very nice. I, I only asked, uh, cause I went the other direction. I went to the outer banks a couple of times <laughs> And um, drove along I-40 and holy smokes, the thing that struck me was how long Tennessee and North Carolina are. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm originally from Boston, so, you know, I can, if I drive for an hour, I'm probably going to drive through four States and yeah. I just blew my mind that I can go from Norman, Oklahoma to the Atlantic ocean and only hit three States. Uh, Arkansas, Tennessee, and North Carolina. And it just it just struck me this, holy smokes, I-40 goes on forever. And, of course, you know, it goes the other way, too. If you want to go I-40 all the way to L.A., um, it's just as long, right, from Oklahoma. But, holy at least you get a couple of more states. You know, I guess you get to throw in a little bit of uh, Nevada. You get a little taste of Nevada there with New Mexico, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California. So, anyways, a Hurricanes fan or not a Hurricanes fan, or do you care?
0: I, so my, uh, my grandpa is, was from Washington, D.C. So that is the, that is the fandom that was passed down to my mom and then to me, all the, uh, all the D.C. teams. Although he did, uh, he, he did love the Atlanta Braves because D.C., when, you know, they went, uh, they went, quite a while at, at various intervals without having a baseball team. So he kind of, he picked up the Braves when he was uh, stationed in Atlanta. So that's uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of, I would, I, I kind of consider myself a, a part-time baseball fan. I just can't, it's 162 games to me is just a ridiculous <laughs> amount to follow a team for. So, you know, I, I I do always tune in for the playoffs. I'm definitely watching the World Series. Uh, rooting rooting for the Braves. I'll root. I mean, either them or the Nationals. You know, with, with whichever one of them is is in it, is is who I'm going to cheer for. So
1: nice, nice, yeah. very nice. All right, well, Matt. Hey, listen, we appreciate having you on for this edition of the WCHL podcast. I hope that we lived up to whatever uh, sad expectations you might have had of being on here. Um, and I'm so, again, I, I just want to apologize. For, uh, I, I hope you have bigger aspirations than being on this cheesy little thing, but, uh, I appreciate you taking time out of your evening to be a part of this podcast and, um, I just want to remind folks, you can follow Matt and see a lot of his work on, uh, both on Twitter, since he is the social media guy, uh, tw- the OU hockey Twitter is at ouhockey dot. Well, here, let me back up. The OU Hockey Twitter is at OU Hockey. The website for Oklahoma Hockey is OUHockey.com. And you can also see Matt's uh, Sooner Spotlight and Coast to Coast video series that he has. Those come out, what, once every week or so?
0: Uh, Yeah, we try to to get them once a week. Yeah.
1: You can find both of those on uh, the Oklahoma Instagram page, and that can be found at OU Sooners Hockey. That's O-U-S-O-O-N-E-R-S-H-O-C-K-E-Y. So very, very good. Matt, appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to be here. Any, uh, last words, any parting shots, anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to touch on?
0: Uh, number one, do check out the website because I helped build that too. That was another one of my, uh, kind of, jobs or, or projects, um, uh, headed, heading into the season. Uh, second, do want to give some, some shout outs to my team. Uh, we have, uh, a lot that are alongside me, uh, up there in the broadcast booth. I already, I already shouted out Jordan, our graphics guy. So we've got, uh, we've got Ben Thomas, who's a senior, who's, uh, been a year younger than me. So he's been here since my sophomore year. Uh, great guy knows the game of hockey very well. Excellent color commentator. Uh, we've got Ben Daku, who's, this is his third year. He's a junior. Um, he's, uh, he, he's another guy with, uh, with some playing experience. He knows the game very well. Also, uh, diehard Baltimore sports fan. So, um, <laughs> send, send him your, send him your thoughts and prayers after that Ravens game. Uh, <laughs>
1: our condolences Ben
0: yeah we've got uh we've got Ruxton Kelly who's a senior he only uh, this is really his first season uh participating full-time he was going to come on last year but then we didn't have a season uh he's a great guy he will be uh on air at at some point a few times this season both uh both of the other bins have been uh we've also got Caleb Shaw a Juco transfer uh from OCCC he is uh, a junior, uh, and he also he has also been handling our uh, game recaps, which you can find uh, on the website. He's uh, he's a really solid uh, solid writer. He's uh, he also wants to do some play by play, so he'll he'll be doing that uh, at some point this season. And then John Adkins, I, I mentioned him before. He was he's a year older than me, so he was my color guy for. About three, he was my color guy for three years. Um, he left, he graduated, uh, went out into the real world for a bit. And uh, this year now is back at OU to get his master's. So uh, he's been, you know, he's been kind of part of our team. He was on, uh, I think he was on for the second Arkansas game as my color commentator. So that was nice to, uh, that was nice to get back up there with him. Yeah. Um, so he he may he may or may not be uh, on again this season. I think I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of using him in like an emergency backup goalie role. You know,
1: <laughs> he's your e bug. Very nice. Yeah,
0: he is our e bug. Um, yeah. All all those uh, you know, fantastic guys, uh, great guys. Um, you know, there's no. I mean, I you know, I've been on some productions and shows where there was like just a ton of negative energy because you know you would have some students in positions of authority who just took themselves way too seriously and made things miserable for everybody it's not remotely like that here uh everyone gets along there's no drama all all six of us we all we all enjoy being around each other we eat dinner together uh, either before or after every game. It's just, uh, it's a great time. Couldn't ask for a better bunch of guys to do this with. I'm, uh, I'm really going to miss them when it's time for me to go.
1: Very, very nice. What a nice way to end that. What a nice way to end that. Props to, uh, props to you and to your broadcast team for getting the production out there. Well, Very Absolutely. good. Well, Matt, hey, appreciate your time tonight and uh, appreciate you being on this WCHL podcast. We want everybody else to uh, stick around. We'll have Andrew on uh, here pretty shortly on uh, for another edition of the WCHL podcast with Andrew and the usual stuff that he spouts. But... Um, you know, his crack analysis, but, uh, we thought we'd just change it up here and we'll get started with some, with some other folks. And Matt, you're our first for, uh, season six here of the WCHL podcast. We appreciate you, uh, in your time tonight. Thank you, sir.
0: Oh, wow. This was the, the, wait, this was the season, season opener.
1: Uh, it's the season opener for no Chris and, and for not just Chris and Andrew, it's for Chris and somebody else. So season opener for, for that. Yes
0: fair enough fair enough all right hey i'll i'll take that for sure
1: number one special guest matt bowling <laughs> matt bowling holy crap I, I knew i'd blow it and i did all right matt hey appreciate it you have a great rest of your night and uh everybody else we just want everyone to stay safe and uh listen to the next version of this podcast it'll be coming on soon take care